Well, hi there, and welcome to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Today, we're going to concentrate on the most popular music of 1953. Rock and roll was still a few years in the future, and to some ears, the music of 1953 seems pretty tame. But I think a lot of it was quite interesting. We'll listen to every number one Billboard hit from 1953, so we get a good taste of what was playing in jukeboxes on the radio back then, and what records were selling in record stores. Yes, record stores. In those days, you could go into a record store, pick out some 45s or 78s or LPs, go into a little soundproof booth and listen to the records, sometimes through a loudspeaker, sometimes on headphones. In this hour, we're going to hear a song that was so shocking it was banned in Boston. And we'll hear from more than a dozen other performers, including Tony Bennett, K-Star, the Ames Brothers, Pee Wee Hunt, Eddie Fisher, and Goldie Hill. What? You never heard of Goldie Hill? Well, by the end of this show, you will. So let's get started with a recording that was number one on the Billboard charts at the start of 1953. Remember, this was only about a week after Christmas, and people were still buying copies of a novelty song called I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. It was recorded by a 13-year-old singer named Jimmy Boyd. The song sold two and a half million copies the first week it was out, and over the years it became a Christmas time bestseller. She didn't see me creep down the stairs to have a peep. She thought that I was tucked up in my bedroom fast asleep. Then I saw Mommy take off Santa Claus underneath his beard so snowy white. Mommy kissing 
Jimmy Boyd from January 1953 with I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. I know that recording sounds pretty innocent, but the record was banned in Boston by the Roman Catholic Church, which claimed the lyrics were mixing sex with Christmas. What a scandal. Well, for the people who were totally shocked by a Christmas kiss, crooner Perry Como came to the rescue on January 10th with his number one hit song, Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes. Don't let the stars get in your eyes, don't let the moon break your heart. Love blooms at night, in daylight it dies. Don't let the stars get in your eyes, or keep your heart from me, for someday I'll return and you know you're the only one I'll ever love. Too many nights, too many nights, too many stars, too many stars. Change your mind. Don't let the moon change your mind. If I'm gone too long, don't forget where you belong. When the stars come out, remember you are mine. Don't let the stars get in your eyes. Don't let the moon break your heart. Love blooms at night. Daylight it dies, don't let the stars get in your eyes Oh, keep your heart from me, for someday I'll return And you know you're the only one I'll ever love Don't let the stars get in your eyes Don't let the moon break your heart To be alone Too many nights all alone Oh, please keep your heart While we are apart Don't you linger in the moonlight When I'm gone While I'm gone Don't let the stars get in your eyes Don't let the moon break your heart Don't let the moon break your heart Love blooms at night Daylight it dies, don't let the stars get in your eyes Oh, keep your heart from me, for someday I'll return And you know you're the only one I'll ever love I'll ever love I'll ever love You're the only one You're the only one I'll ever love Perry Como and Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes recording that held the number one spot on the Billboard charts for more than a month in January and February. Keep that song in mind because we're going to revisit it later in the show. Well, here's some interesting 1953 trivia. In that year, the five most popular names for baby girls were Mary, Linda, Deborah, Patricia, and Susan. Sixty years later, in 2013, the most popular girl baby names were Sophia, Emma, Olivia, Isabella, and Ava. Not even one of those five showed up in the top 50 in 1953, and none of the top girl names from 1953 made the top 50 in 2013. 
For boys born in 1953, the most popular names were Robert, James, Michael, John, and David. In 2013, the five most popular boy names were Noah, Jacob, Liam, Mason, and William. Well, today we're tracking all the number one popular songs of the year 1953, and next up was 20-year-old singing sensation Teresa Brewer with a song called Till I Waltz Again With You. Till I waltz again with you Let no other hold your charms If my dreams should all come true You'll be waiting for my arms Till I kiss you once again Keep my love locked in your heart Darling, I'll return and then We will never have to part Till I was again with you Just the way we are tonight I will keep my promise true For you are my guiding light Till I was again with you Waltz Again With You by Teresa Brewer. Billboard magazine kept track of record sales, jukebox selections, and air exposure by radio stations. And in the third week of March 1953, those metrics pointed squarely to another novelty song that's still regarded by some people as evidence that 1953 popular music had gone to the dogs. Here's Patty Page and The Doggy in the Window. How much 
is that dog in the window? <laughs> the one with the waggly tail. How much is that dog in the window? <laughs> I do hope that doggie is for sale. I must take a trip to California. And leave my poor sweetheart alone If he has a dog, he won't be lonesome And the doggie will have a good home How much is that doggie in the window? <laughs> the one with the waggly tail how much is that dog in the window? <laughs> I do hope that doggie is for sale. I read in the papers there are robbers oh, oh! with flashlights that shine in the dark. My love needs a doggie to protect him. And scare them away with one bar. I don't want a bunny or a kitty. I don't want a parrot that talks. I don't want a bowl of little fishies. He can't take a goldfish for a walk. How much? is that dog in the window <laughs> the one with the waggly tail how much is that dog in the window <laughs> I do hope that doggies for sale Patty Page and the doggy in the window Silly as it was, that song stayed at number one for two whole months in 1953, from the middle of March to the middle of May. I remember hearing that, and to my nine-year-old mind, the song was, well, just kind of baffling. You're listening to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Today we're tracking the number one hits of 1953. In the middle of May, band leader Percy Faith captured the number one spot, and held on to it for 10 weeks with a song called The Theme from Moulin Rouge, the title song from a 1952 movie of that same name. The vocals on this recording were nicely done by Felicia Sanders.
Percy Faith, and the theme from Moulin Rouge. Well, here are a few more interesting tidbits of news from 1953. When Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin died, the very first American radio operator to pick up that news was a future rock star named Johnny Cash, who in 1953 was an airman serving in the U.S. Air Force in Germany. And in 1953, the Cincinnati Reds changed their name to the Cincinnati Redlegs, so they wouldn't be associated with communism. And if you've been wondering why the United States does not have a seven and a half cent coin, here's the scoop. Since 1886, a bottle of Coca-Cola had always cost five cents. By 1953, the Coca-Cola company knew it was time to raise the price, but it feared that a price increase all the way to 10 cents would be just too shocking. So Coke tried to get the United States Treasury to make a seven and a half cent coin. But the government said no, and a bottle of Coke soon cost 10 cents. Returning to our music, another very popular crooner in 1953 was Eddie Fisher, who at one time was married to Debbie Reynolds and later to her best friend, Elizabeth Taylor. In his autobiography, Eddie Fisher paints a pretty unflattering picture of his adult life, largely filled with lavish spending, hijinks, women, alcohol, and drugs. But one thing Eddie Fisher had going for him his entire life was a great singing voice, which was well known to radio audiences in the 50s. In the summer of 1953, Eddie Fisher's recording of I'm Walking Behind You held down the Billboard number one spot for two weeks. I'm walking behind you on your wedding day And I'll hear you promise To love and obey 
may forget me You're still on my mind Look over your shoulder I'm walking behind Maybe I'll kiss again With a love that's new I shall wish again I was kissing you Cause I'll always love you Wherever you go And though we are parted If things go wrong, dear, and fate is unkind, look over your shoulder, I'm walking should go wrong, dear, and fate is unkind. Look over your shoulder, I'm walking Fisher and I'm Walking Behind You. You're listening to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s, and we've still got a lot of interesting 1953 music ahead. Another familiar sound in those times was the combination of guitar players Les Paul and his wife Mary Ford, and she was also a talented singer. Les Paul and Mary Ford had a string of hits in the early 1950s, and if you were listening to the radio in the summer and fall of 1953, you undoubtedly heard their recording of Vaya con Dios. Now the hacienda's dark, the town is sleeping. Now the time has come to part, the time for weeping. Vaya con Dios, my darling. Vaya con Dios, my love. Now the village mission bells are softly ringing. 
If you listen with your heart, you'll hear them singing. Vaya con Dios, my darling. Vaya con Dios, my love. Wherever you may be, I'll be beside you. and Mary Ford and their number one hit, Vaya con Dios. Still ahead this hour, more interesting facts about the year 1953 and music, including Tony Bennett, some upbeat trumpet jazz, K-Star, the Ames Brothers, and yes, Goldie Hill. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Today we've been tracking the most popular music of the year 1953. The song we just heard, Vaya con Dios, by Les Paul and Mary Ford, was number one from early August to mid-October, and then came back for two more weeks at number one in November. But there was a recording that interrupted this love affair with Les Paul and Mary Ford. It was made by comedian Stan Freeberg, who liked to do spoofs of the popular TV series Dragnet. Here's Stan Freeberg with St. George and the Dragon Net. The legend you are about to hear is true. Only the needle should be changed to protect the record. This is the countryside. My name is St. George. I'm a knight. Saturday, July 10th, 8.05 p.m. I was working out of the castle on the night watch when a call came in from the chief. A dragon had been devouring maidens. Homicide. My job. Slay him. Call me, Chief. Yeah, it's the dragon again, devouring maidens. The king's daughter may be next. Mm-hmm. You got a lead? Uh, nothing much to go on. Said you take that 45 automatic into the lab to have him check on it? Yeah, you were right. I was right? Yeah, it was a gun. 8.22 p.m., I talked to one of the maidens who had almost been devoured. 
Could I talk to you, ma'am? Who are you? I'm St. George, ma'am. Homicide, ma'am. I want to ask you a few questions, ma'am. I understand you're almost devoured by the ma'am. Is that right, Dragon? It was terrible. He breathed fire on me. He banged me already. How can I be sure of that, ma'am? Believe me, I got it straight from the dragon's mouth. 11.45 p.m. I rode over the King's Highway. I saw a man. Stopped to talk to him. Pardon me, sir. Could I talk to you for just a minute, sir? Sure, I don't mind. What do you do for a living? I'm a knave. Didn't they pick you up on a 903 last year for stealing tarts? Yeah. So what, do you want to make a federal case out of it? No, sir. We heard there was a dragon operating in this neighborhood. We just want to know if you've seen him. Sure, I've seen him. Mm-hmm. Could you describe him for me? What's to describe? You see one dragon, you've seen them all. Would you try and remember, sir, just for the record? We just want to get the facts, sir. Well, he was, you know, he had orange polka dots. Yes, sir. Purple feet, breathing fire and smoke. Mm-hmm. And one big bloodshot eye right in the middle of his forehead and, uh, like that. Notice anything unusual about him? No, he's just a run-the-mill dragon, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, you can go now. Hey, by the way, how are you going to catch him? I thought you'd never ask. A dragon net. 3.05 p.m. I was riding back into the courtyard to make my report to the lab. Then it happened. It was a dragon. Hey, I'm the fire-breathing dragon. You must be St. George, right? Yes, sir. I see you got one of them new 45 caliber swords. That's about the size of it. <laughs> you slay me. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. What do you mean? I'm taking it in a 502. You figure it out. What's the charge? Devouring maidens out of season. Out of season? You never pinned that rap on me. Do you hear me, cop? Yeah, I hear you. I got you in a 412, too. A 412? What's a 412? Overacting. Let's go. On September the 5th, the dragon was tried and convicted. His fire was put out and his maiden devouring license revoked. Maiden devouring out of season is punishable by a term of not less than 50 or more than 300 years. Stan Freeberg, who liked to solve crimes on the radio with his little drama that was number one on the Billboard Top 10 for two weeks in the fall of 1953. That recording is a spoof of NBC's Dragnet, the second most popular TV program in 1953 and 54. The most popular was I Love Lucy on CBS. In 1953, the very first color TV sets went on sale, but color broadcasting was still just experimental. I remember seeing a few of the early color telecasts and everything looked green. The year 1953 was when the new weekly magazine TV Guide started showing up at the checkout stands of grocery stores, but not everybody in the United States could even watch television. Americans owned 26 million TV sets, but the country had only 125 TV stations. The radio was totally mainstream, of course, and programs were broadcast from about 2,350 AM stations and about 600 FM stations. Well, we have one more number one hit from the pop charts of 1953, and for that we turn to Tony Bennett, who was still in the very early years of his amazingly long career. In November that year, Tony Bennett captured the top of the hit parade with a song called Rags to Riches. I know I'd go from rags to riches 
If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire My clothes may still be torn and tattered But in my heart I'd be a king Your love is all that ever mattered It's everything Tell me you're mine evermore Must I forever be a beggar Whose golden dreams will not come true Or will I go from rags to riches My fate is up to you Must I forever be a beggar Whose golden dreams will not come true Or will I go from rags to riches My fate is up to Rags to Riches by Tony Bennett with the Orchestra of Percy Faith. That recording was number one on the Billboard charts from late November all the way through December and, in fact, into January of 1954. Okay, we've now listened to all the year's number one hits and we've still got time available for some other recordings from that year. So we start a two-song set led off by the Ames Brothers and a song that didn't quite make it to number one in store sales, but for eight weeks it was the most played record on jukeboxes, and for seven weeks it was played more times by radio stations than any other song. So, obviously, the public had a big appetite for You, You, You. And immediately after that we're going to hear a jazzy instrumental featuring great trumpet work by Pee Wee Hunt. It's got a very simple title, Oh! First, the Ames Brothers. be so true, 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 to someone like you, you, you. Do, 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 
song that reached number three on the Billboard charts and was Pee Wee Hunt's second million-selling single record. Before that, we heard You, You, You by the Ames Brothers. And now, let's listen to another song that peaked at number three. The song was written in 1927, but it never became really popular until it was recorded by K-Star in 1953. It's called Side by Side. Star and Side by Side. 
You're listening to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Today, we're tracking some of the most popular music from the year 1953, and next up is a pleasant recording by Nat King Cole. The song is called Pretend, and it peaked at number 13 on the pop chart. Pretend you're happy when you're blue It isn't very hard to do And you'll find happiness without an end Whenever you pretend Remember anyone can dream And nothing's bad as it may seem The little things you haven't got Could be a lot if you pretend You'll find the love you can share One you can call all your own Just close your eyes, she'll be there You'll never be alone And if you sing this melody You'll be pretending just like me The world is mine, it can be yours, my friend So why don't you pretend? And if you sing this melody You'll be pretending just like me The world is mine, it can be yours, my friend So why don't you pretend? Nat King Cole and his song Pretend from 1953. Well, the year 1953 welcomed a new president, Dwight Eisenhower, into the White House, and Harry Truman went back home to Independence, Missouri. Eisenhower had been the supreme commander of the victorious Allied forces in World War II, and he proved to be an extremely popular president. On the other hand, the nation had few tears to shed for Harry Truman, who was elected vice president in 1944, Less than 90 days after he took that office, Truman was suddenly thrust into the presidency in 1945 while World War II was still going. Truman barely, and I mean really by just a hair, won election as president in 1948, but in the next few years he made a series of tough decisions that cost him dearly in popularity. But now, many years later, Harry Truman has emerged in the minds of a lot of historians as one of the country's greatest presidents. 
David McCullough won a Pulitzer Prize for his biography of Truman, and it's a terrific read. Okay, back to the music. We've got time for two more songs. The first was sung by Eartha Kitt, a black singer, comedian, actress, and dancer. Orson Welles once described her as the most exciting woman in the world. Eartha Kitt is remembered for two top ten hits in the 50s. One was called Santa Baby. The other, which we're about to hear, is almost entirely in French, except for a reference to a Cadillac car and mink coats. The song is called Sacy Bone, which in French means it's so good. si bon de partir n'importe où bras dessus bras dessous en chantant des chansons c'est si bon de se dire des mots doux de petits rien dis-tu mais qui ont dit en langue en voyant notre mineur les passants dans la rue nous envient. C'est si bon de guetter dans ses yeux une esprame merveilleuse qui donnait la frisson. C'est si bon ces petites sensations. Ça vaut mieux que million. C'est tellement, tellement bon. C'est bon. Voilà, c'est bon. Les passants dans la rue. Bras dessus, bras dessus. En chantant des chansons. Quel esprit merveilleux. C'est bon. Je cherche un millionnaire avec des grands Cadillac cars, mink coats, des bijoux jusqu'au cou, tu sais. C'est bon. Ces petites sensations. Peut-être quelqu'un avec. Un petit yacht, non? Oh, c'est bon. C'est bon, c'est bon. Vous savez bien que j'attendrai quelqu'un qui pourrait m'apporter beaucoup de loot. Ce soir, demain, la semaine prochaine, n'importe quand. Mmh, c'est bon, si bon, il sera très crazy, non? Voilà, c'était Eartha Kitt and her energetic version of Sacy Bone. Here are a few more notable events from 1953. Playboy magazine published its first issue with Marilyn Monroe on the cover and inside, and a number of babies born in 1953 would grow up to become well-known. These include Hulk Hogan, Cindy Lauper, 
Ken Burns, Howard Schultz, Tony Blair, and Paul Allen. Early in this show, we heard Perry Como sing Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes, which was number one on the Billboard Pop Chart in January and February. We're now going to listen to an answer song called I Let the Stars Get in My Eyes, recorded by a country-western singer named Goldie Hill. That recording made Hill only the second solo female performer to land a number one spot on the U.S. country billboard chart, and her song reached number one while Perry Como's song was still number one on the pop charts. Here's Goldie Hill and I Let the Stars Get in My Eyes. number one country song from February 1953, an answer to Perry Como's big hit that year, Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes. That's all the time we have today. I hope you've enjoyed this trip back to 1953, and I hope you'll be back next week for more of 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Thanks for joining us. Now, at this point in the show, Glenn Miller usually helps us sign off but I've given him a pass on that important duty for today so we can hear once again from Pee Wee Hunt. <laughs>